0: Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. We're going to be talking Jets ownership, the Seahawks wanting back Josh Gordon, the possibility of what that offense can be with him, Ian Rappaport's false reporting, and then the main part of the show, something that he's been working on for a month, month and a half, just months, Justin Treese's running back production predictions. A little bit of a tongue twister there. But he, excuse me, he has predicted each stat or stats for all the running backs in the NFL. Uh, it looks pretty good. I think you guys are going to be impressed. We'll get through that. We'll go through We'll go through some of the teams today and kind of what some of these guys' fantasy points could be. Uh, that's the basis of what today's episode's going to be. But let me tell you first off, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Treese is living his best life right now. He's already taken some tequila shots. I think he might take a couple more. He's had about eight glasses of water. He can't get this smile off his face. And he's got one of the best tree that or one of his favorites, I think. So he's got a really good one is how he worded it. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's what he said. Last but not least, here he is.
1: Here he is. And yes, I do have a good tree civia. I'm, not, I'm excited about it. Uh, I hope you do have a pa- piece of paper and pen. I see that you're looking for it right now. Um, but yeah, today's been a good day. I'm excited for it to record. I'm excited to get going. Knowing that teams are going to be in camp next week. Hopefully. Let's make sure that... Well, maybe we should always say hopefully here. But it's, it sounds like it's going to happen. So I'm very excited for it. So let's just dive right in. Let's start off with the Trucipia, which we did not get to do last episode. So I have... Two players, two quarterbacks, and these are their season stats. So, not postseason, but regular season stats in their career. Player one has played. What are their in... names? Oh, oh, is that, oh, is that how this works? <laughs> no, I just. <laughs> Player one has played, played in 153 games, has 35,133 yards. 227 touchdowns, 160 interceptions, 62 completion percentage, with a passer rating of 85.3. Okay. Player, player B has played in 165 games, 32,942 yards, a hundred and sixty five touchdowns. hundred and forty one interceptions. A sixty one point five completion percentage. And an eighty one point six completion percentage. Or sorry. QBR. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. QBR. Yeah.
0: QBR. All right. Perfect. So. All right. I have the stats here. Sorry. I got away from the mic there. QB1 has got less games, more yards, more touchdowns, more interceptions, but not very many, 62 completion percentage, and has an 85 QBR. Player two's got more games, less yardage, less touchdowns. His difference in touchdowns and interceptions is less than 20. He's got a lower completion percentage and a lower QBR. I mean you have to take player 1 here. Even though player 1 does have almost as many interceptions as quarterback 2 does have touchdowns. Were they drafted in the same year as one of them like a year behind?
1: Not they're not even close in age. They're oh. both retired though. They're just um, random. Yeah, they're just random players. I would say this is what this is what brought it up. One of them is a Hall of Famer and one of them people say sucked and underachieved in his career
0: so i'm gonna assume player two is the hall of famer and player one is the one that sucked correct but numbers don't lie
1: but numbers don't lie
0: trees don't lie
1: so let's go with player two okay since they're the loser hall of fame quarterback um played right before you started getting into football he was the his team was the face of the uh face of the nfl
0: Base of the NFL. Don't tell me this is Brett Favre. No. Close. Were they playing before I got in, like as I was into it, or started he, and he, ended? I think he
1: was just retired when you really got in. John into it. Elway? No. Just, You're in the right area with, with those two, though, like if you yeah. think about it.
0: Okay, so don't tell me Dan Marino. No, that was before them. Who's another quarterback? Steve Young. Steve Young.
1: Very close.
0: Joe Montana?
1: Nope. Who no, does Steve Young get compared to all the time? Who did it was him versus who? In his in their careers.
0: Oh gosh, I don't know. I didn't know he was compared to anybody.
1: Just a battle. They always had battles. What the hell? I don't know. Also retired because of concussion because of concussions.
0: I'm gonna hate it when you tell me who it is because I don't know. Troy Aikman. Oh my god. Duh. Super Bowl matchups. Player two is Troy Aikman. Player two is Troy Aikman. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> wait. Just wait. This guy okay. sucks. <laughs> so player one. Uh, a guy that everybody said underachieved. Um just recently retired we personally love him and that's all the hints i'm going to give you
0: and he just retired like just retired
1: in the last two years he has retired oh son of a bitch
0: my mind always goes blank like we get to these moments we love him we talk about him he just retired we we do love him, and we have talked about him recently. We've talked about him recently.
1: We love back. him personally. Personally love him.
0: This doesn't help. I'm going to be so mad, too. You are going to be so mad. And he just retired.
1: Yeah. A lot of people say he should have his own TV show.
0: Motherfucker. Tony Romo no oh my
1: god do you want do you want me to tell you the teams he played for
0: yeah yeah
1: he played for the denver broncos the chicago bears
0: jay cutler damn it yes (laughs) jay cutler (laughs) the answer is to player a is jay cutler wow holy smokes all right riley i'm gonna tell you right now cut that up cut that whole (laughs) TCB up (laughs) Unfreaking <laughs> believable!
1: How crazy is that? Because even like when Jay Cutler was like young, like we weren't in the full-on passing era yet. No, right? like, We were still in running, uh, very run-heavy schemes. So we can't say it's because of what system or anything you just ran. He just was a gunslinger like <laughs> Brett Favre. Um, I thought it was crazy when I started looking up the stats. I wanted to like I was trying to compare players that we're playing now to guys like Brett Favre, Troy Aikman, Steve Young. I wanted to start doing that for some of these. And then it was actually during an episode when we were talking about Jay Cutler. I was like, ah, let's throw in Jay Cutler there. He had a few monster years with the Broncos and a couple good years with uh, the Bears. Let's see how it goes.
0: Wow. Dude, Troy Aikman sucks. He got carried to three Super Bowls.
1: I almost – one of my hints was almost going to be like he had two Hall of Famers, skill players on his team.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, that still wouldn't have helped.
1: <laughs> I kind of figured, so I didn't say it. <laughs>
0: so there we go. Wow. Hey, uh, that's really good. That That is good. Like, you, Thank that's you. That's a good – you called that well. Thank you. I'm sitting here – I'm just – Less games, more yards, more touchdowns, more interceptions. I mean, he's more in every category, except for games played, yep, but once he's played the game, he's better, yeah, man. imagine uh, what Jay Cutler could have been with a running back and uh and a receiver. I mean, with hell a fucking defense too. I
1: think it's more defense because he like Brandon Marshall was pretty damn good for him, yeah. Matt Forte was pretty damn good for him. Yeah, that's Two true. guys that we think are pretty underrated, Matt Forte spe- specifically. But, yeah, he just sometimes made it those dumb boneheaded mistakes. But that's why we loved him.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, how many great plays did we just overlook? We need to go – we need to give him more praise. We should, should have, have do, said – you should have – the hint should have been a raccoon scandal. Or no, that, scandal. that that would have – you would have known right off the bat. That would have made it more fun. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, We really
1: should do like a breakdown of his film one day. Like just yeah. like we just sit there and just watch a couple games and we just enjoy it. I agree. Maybe, maybe we should do a YouTube video one day and do that. We can just watch – even if it's just like one game. That actually would be fun. And that would. Are like, why are you guys Why are you guys brainstorming right now? Because it's our podcast, and that's what we decided to do today. Yeah. Uh, we should maybe break down a couple games this year, just on YouTube, um, for episodes.
0: I'm down for it. Cool.
1: All right. Speaking of breaking things down,
0: um, are the Jets just falling apart and just breaking down? Oh as man, an organization left and right. And we talked about this on the radio today. Uh, Woody Johnson, the owner, um. Has been caught using racial slurs, saying racist things, um, and just not being a good person. He is a politician. Uh, he's an amb- a U.S. ambassador in the U.K. So I don't even know if he lives here. From my understanding, uh, it just goes to show that, like, dude, you can have guys that are owners of NFL teams that literally don't care. That just they don't pay attention. They're just bringing in a paycheck. They don't care how good the team does. What's going on? Hey, this person impressed me in an interview. Are you going to help me win? You are. Oh, my gosh. You promised? You promised you're going to help us win? We're going to be good so I can make more money? Okay. Yeah, job's yours. Have you done anything since? No. Do we have any good players? No. You don't want them? No. NFL's like, hey, here's 200-some, 900 million dollars. Oh, thanks, NFL. I'll go back over here. But let me be a shitty person while I'm at it. Like, dude, that sucks. I don't understand how you can be an NFL owner and not even love football. I mean, I, I guess I can get it because it's it's business and it's money and you have a lot of it and you don't know what else to do, so let's buy an NFL team. Do you know who's going to buy this? Gary Vee. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's been a lifelong Jets fan. He's a motivational speaker, entrepreneur. Uh, I, think he, I believe he grew up in the New York area. His dad owned a wine business or a wine shop. Uh, when he got old enough to kind of run it, he made it international, made it worldwide, It took off. Now he's got a ton of money. He's got his own media company, uh, and he's doing really well for himself. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to look at your favorite team, someone, something you've been vocal about that you know you're going to do one day that you want to do one day, and that's own the Jets. Hey, buddy, here's your opportunity. You better Sorry. go do it right now. What's his name? Gary V? Gary mm-hmm. Vander something? I don't want to say his last name wrong. Look him up on Twitter. It's Gary V E E at Gary V E E. Um, but huge, huge jets fan. The reason I've heard of him is because he was on Pat McAfee's podcast one time. Uh, and dude, he just had me ready to run through a brick wall and I follow him on social media. He's just straightforward and honest with you. Like he's not going to take your excuses. Bullshit. Uh, And he's going to get you ready to go. Uh, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but when I went to the NFL Combine a couple years ago with the Miller Boys and Bleacher Report, uh, the first person I saw when I walked in with my suitcase behind me walking through the bar area because we went in the wrong door was him. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And he, like, patted me on the shoulder. he's like, not much, man. He's like, I'm doing good, dude. How are you? Like, bro, you don't even know who I am. I don't even know why I try to act like, you know, we're buddies. He's just looked up at me because I'm freaking bigger than everybody. Like, you see these guys on TV and you're like, oh, man. Like, these are all, like, you know, (laughs) big adults. Not really. I'm just bigger than everybody. Big Red, everyone calls him Big Red. I was the same. Not not wide, but height. I was taller than him. That's Andy Reid. I was like, man, this the fucker's Big Red? Big Cat. I saw him at him. It makes sense. I'm kind of a Big Cat size, I feel like.
1: Yeah, totally. So his net worth is, like, 160 to 180 million.
0: Is that not enough? No. Well, I don't think he's going to do it on his own.
1: Yeah, he for sure wouldn't, but yeah. Would be interesting.
0: It definitely so. would be. I mean, that would Whoa. be like, you know, a lifelong dream come true. What Whoa. do you think your net worth got to be? Dude,
1: I don't even know what they would sell for. Like the jets. Like I don't even know what the jets yeah. are worth.
0: Probably probably 1 or 2 billion, honestly. Easily easily yeah. like that so because like dude i think the jags even
1: sold for like 700 million
0: jeez patrick mahomes like i could buy that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he almost can he's like by my next contract i'll buy another team <laughs> yeah <So>. no shit <laughs> um okay, okay um you kind of hit on everything that i was going kind to of touch in so i'm not even gonna dive into that like Changes need to be made. That's basically yep. what I'm saying. Uh, Seahawks want Josh Gordon back. Is it that, or is it the opposite way of Josh Gordon wants to be back with Seattle?
0: So from my understanding with the uh, the thing, it was if he is reinstated or whatnot, uh, they want to they want to re-sign him because the NFL in a week or two, uh, if they reinstate him, the Seattle's like, hey, we want him here. And I don't blame them. You're going to have D.K. Metcalf, Josh Gordon, Tyler Lockett, their running backs, the defense. I mean, you've been saying it, dude. Seahawks could very well be Super Bowl contenders at the NFC. And I don't know who else is going to be stopping them.
1: They are. They, they're they I mean, the leaders. They're the leaders in the clubhouse, especially if they get Josh Gordon. Even though he's not the Josh Gordon that he used to be, just another weapon there. Yep. They find a way to get Clowney back. That team's rolling.
0: But we can't we can't overlook the Saints. They have Emmanuel Sanders. That's that wide receiver too that, you know, everyone's been like, hey, this is they need that outside of Michael Thomas. They have it. They got a running back. They don't have any holes on that defense. You know, like that's they've been getting oh, screwed over. Drew Brees' is last year. It's that's my only concern, dude. It's just that worry of like the some you know, do they not does something bad not happen to the Saints this year? So here's my thoughts on that.
1: I agree. Talent-wise, I think they are. Um, but my thought is, and I I guess it's a little weird because the NFC West is going to be very good as well. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think that the NFC South may beat up on each other a little bit more this year than they have in the past. That will give the Seahawks home field advantage. And nobody's going in to Seattle
0: and winning in the playoffs. You're lucky the Chiefs in the AFC. They're lucky the Chiefs in the AFC. Like, we why were, do you say – They've that, already done I'm, it. Because it, it's what I do. It's what I do, okay? <laughs> Don't even act upset. You know who I am. I, I you know what you I do? I do. I do know what you do and who you
1: are and how you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ian Rappaport um, reports that 95 players uh, tested positive when actually it was 59%. So was it, though, because the website was wrong, though? Like they put it in like the NFL put it in wrong. And so everybody was reporting 95 because that's what the website said. And then they updated the website and then it changed to 59. So, I, I mean, I don't want to like shoot. I,
0: I don't know. I don't know what came out first. I don't know if the report on NFL came out or that's if it was right. Ian Rappaport. But bottom line, hey, 95 players tested positive. Well, one, we don't know how many you tested. We don't know where they're from, what team, what players. That's fine. We don't need to know that. What we do need to know is have they already been around anybody? Have they been exposed to it? How many did you test? In what area? You can say west, north, south, east, southeast, northwest. They're there for a reason, right? So those are all possibilities of information that can be given. But when you just give a number – People start to worry, and then when that number needs to be flip-flopped because someone put it in wrong, whether you want to call it dyslexic or not, I get it. That's that's very bad reporting in my it mind. Is. That's very, 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 very poor. Agreed. Um,
1: Yeah, it's really, really bad. A few other things before we get into my running back previews. So – Just uh, news just breaking that uh, Cam Newton just arrived in Boston, so he's getting ready. Um, Let's go. Who else is there? Antonio Brown supposedly retired the other day, but we'll see about that. Um, He'll be back, I'm sure. Mike Zimmer got a contract extension today. So big, big move for the Vikings to lock him up. Um, He just has that culture that's just great for him. So really, really like that. And then NFL announced today that all fans that go to games will have to wear masks, if there are even any fans. Um, And then the Rams actually announced today that they basically probably won't have any fans either, which is a big hurt. Big hurt for those guys for opening a new stadium and you don't get any of your money back year one. So that sucks. And then the next one is
0: uh,
1: Hard Knocks. Dropped a little trailer, which just got me pumped. Ooh, yeah, so, it did me too. So <laughs> Let's talk about it. So what gets you more just excited in whatever way you want to think of that when I say excited? Whatever way. It doesn't matter to me. Use your imagination. Monday Night Football Song. The Sunday Night Football Song. CBS just their their sounds when they're going to commercial and coming back. Hard Knocks theme song or All or Nothing's theme song.
0: You're asking me which one's my favorite? Yeah. So, oh damn. Um when watching games, like when watching them, I have to I have to break this up. I'm sorry to ruin this for you. It's going to be CBS because every time it throws me to being a kid, it just throws me back to being a kid sitting in my living room watching the Chiefs play. They're probably freaking losing. Dante Hall might have taken a you know, taken a kick return back. Priest Thomas might have scored. Tony Gonzalez might have scored. Eddie Kennison might have done something. It just it takes me back to those moments where I'm in the living room by myself after church. Mom's making lunch. I I smell it in the kitchen. And it's just me in the living room, watching the game, screaming at the TV. Like hearing that, it just takes me back every single time and I love it. Now for primetime games it's got to be nbc like sunday night or yeah sunday night football al, oh man you get al michael's in there dude that guy's voice just i'm like it's fucking football in my head but i love i love that you i love that you asked me this because today i think i was driving from uh i went and got lunch and on my way back i saw you had tweeted the video And uh, I was like, all right, I got to watch this. And that music started playing on the speakers of my car. And I shit you not, the biggest smile just came across my face. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I love this sound. Like, I just – I was like, let's go. Like, football's here. They better not fuck it up. Let's go. And so in saying that, that sound just kind of overrid the last couple sounds I've just discussed and what they mean because it just – it made me know, like, football's back.
1: Yeah. For me, it it really is. It's funny because out of all those things, like I will take – I will take like all or nothing over Hard Knocks, and I'll take actual football over the shows. Like I really will, but the song, I really think it's the Hard Knocks thing, and you you said it perfectly, and I think it is because that's when you know – It's here. Like you're weeks away. Preseason's there. Like as a fan, you're you're emotionally getting ready. You're trying to understand where your team's at. You got fantasy football going on as well. Like you just know what's going on. And like when I think of this, like I when I hear that, I just immediately go to Rex Ryan and the Jets when he was wait a little bit more, and he was like, "All right, let's go get a fucking snack." And like it's the best moment on TV ever. If you don't remember that moment, just go and Google it. Just YouTube. Let's get a fucking snack, Rex Ryan. And like it literally is like my favorite moment, maybe of all time sports. I don't know why. It's just fantastic. But I'm with you. Um when I think when I hear CBS, I'm always like, Yes. I actually think of like when I was watching like as a kid, but I also think of like Old school Madden as well. Like when I was young and playing Madden at like nighttime, like Sunday night, it's snowing outside and I'm playing. I know that I have to go to school tomorrow and it sucks, but I'm like, that's alright. This video game is like making me happy and getting me through this. And like it it's just perfect.
0: Like So was the CBS sound used to be in Madden? Yeah, they used to have like Oh my god, it did. They used yeah. to make it look like the CBS broadcast. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that with Phil Sims and whatever is the other guy's name is.
1: Yeah. And then even when Madden was actually still on it, when he was still doing the commented.
0: Man, I completely forgot about that. But that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh man. I love all sense. those sounds. Yeah. Like the nostalgia right now.
1: I think I need to make a little soundtrack with all of those. And I like I turn on white noise machine for my son. I think I need to just casually change it to just those songs <laughs> just like get him started now
0: just so he understands <laughs> I mean, i'm gonna do that we're for sure gonna do that no, all right i mean i that's a good idea but then when it comes time to actually watch he's gonna be like time to go to bed and he's gonna fall asleep during the games oh that's fair that's a fair point all yeah. right okay all right do, you, when you, do you, like make that his alarm clock so he knows it's time to wake up so when he hears it he's like let's go time yeah. to start my day
1: so I used to have a 49ers alarm clock that I'm sorry. Uh, it was like a scoreboard for the time, and then when it went off, alarm clock went off, it was like whistles blowing and be like, Ha-ha-hink! and stuff like that. It was actually a really cool alarm clock. clock. I
0: was going to say, I never got to have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I got the ones that just screamed at you like that. Ah! Like <laughs> yeah, there was no, ah, ah. it was just a constant scream of it. And I. <laughs> I would just wake up scared and if I, I got to a point where I would just sleep through that and this, this isn't super bad, but it's not good. My mom used to just wake me up cause she'd come by and be like, Austin, get up time to get ready for school and she'll come back by I fall back asleep. Austin, get up. It's time to get ready for school and she'll come back by. I'll be fine. Son of a gun would just find something on whatever was in my doorway, whether it was a football, a basketball, a shoe, something heavy and would throw it at my wall above my bed and hit it. And, dude, I would just, like, jump out of bed and be like, okay, I'm getting ready. And I would hurry up and get ready and go get on the school bus in, like, 10 minutes. And my mom was just, like, she asked me a couple days ago, like, why, why was that so difficult, like, to get you out of bed for school? And I was like, I don't know. It was almost as if, like, I thrived on the fear of how am I going to be awakened today. Yeah. But I was, hard, <laughs> I was a hard kid to wake up. But I remember just, man, one time, just, wham. <laughs> right above my head and on my bed is just laying a football, and I'm like, can't be leaving that near the doorway anymore because she's just going to pick it up and hurl that shit.
1: For sure. I actually never had to ride a school bus in my, like, life. Like, besides, really? like, yeah, so my my elementary was just a few blocks away, and, like, in my neighborhood, there was just, like, literally, like, 15 kids that were all, like, within two years of each other. And so, like, we all just walked to school together. And then for junior high, I lived across the street from the junior high, so didn't need one there. And then high school, you have a car. So I wow. like besides like elementary, like going on field trips, I I just never had to get onto a school bus.
0: Dang, dude, yeah. Our, so my town's not very big. So well, I don't even know how to explain. Like it was as if my bus drivers wanted to get done driving the bus as fast as they could, and There's no stoplights in the town. It's just stop signs. But it was like they wanted to know how fast they could get the bus going before the stop sign. And it would be like, all right, this is as fast as I can go. And then there's the stop sign. Let me slam on the brakes. And it was like that every time going to and from school where you just hear hear the bus rev up. You're like, all right, we're moving, we're moving. I'm going to get up because it's time to get off. And then when you stand up. To start walking, they just slam on the fucking brakes and you just go if you don't hang on to the seats fast enough or hard enough, you literally will just fly to the front of the bus in between all the seats. And they didn't give a shit. It happened every day. That's awesome.
1: I, I'm upset that I missed that experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the old school bus days, man. I'm built. I'm going back too many too many memories here. They're all good cool. ones, but too many. Too many.
1: All right, let's get into some rankings and some projections that I've done. Um, like you said, I spent quite a bit of time on them. Uh, I have been done with these for a few weeks now, um, and we just have been so busy either on vacation or have episodes that are full that we just haven't gotten to it yet. So we will go through them. We actually – I have not finished the NFC West yet, so we'll skip over the NFC West. Um I will say there are a few already because things have happened that I think I'm too high or too low on certain players, but I'll say that as I go. So we're going to start from my spreadsheet and work our way over. We're going to start with the Washington, whatever we're going to call them. So um, Washington, I have – I just went with the top three rushing players on their team. And that's going to be Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Antonio Gibson, their rookie. So I think that Darius Geis ends up having the most carries out of all of them by five over Adrian Peterson. So I think 151 for Geis, 146 for Peterson. Uh, I think by doing that, neither of them are able to get over 800 yards. So 725 for Geis, 613 for Adrian Peterson. Uh, that equals out to about 4.8 yards per carry for Geis, 4.2 for Peterson. They have roughly the same touchdowns, 5 for Geis, 4 for Adrian Peterson. Uh, if you're talking catches, I think that they're both very low compared to the rest of the league. 25 catches for Geis, uh, 13 for Peterson. And That's more because I think Antonio Gibson ends up coming in during some passing downs. He may be more of a gadget player, but I think that he's going to come in there. And he's probably going to have the most out of 41 Um, 245 receiving yards for Geis, 108 for Peterson, so not very many. Um, and then one touchdown for Geis, zero for Peterson. Uh, what are your thoughts on these stats?
0: Um, I am surprised at seeing Antonio Gibson have more receptions, uh, but it's nice. Honestly, I just, I have a, I can't even say that because Adrian Peterson is just still being Adrian Peterson to agree, but I am surprised to see that their stats will be similar uh, with Darius guy still getting more um, in pretty much every category. He does have in every category. It's just more of a, do they really rely on Adrian Peterson that much? And does Antonio Gibson get this much playing time, I'm not going to discredit your work here at all because I know you spent a lot of time on this you can you can shit
1: on it all you want
0: i no, i like this isn't me shitting on it i'm just i'm really looking at it and thinking as if like darius geist and adrian peterson get that you know 613 or 725 rushing yards not very many rushing touchdowns their targets i'm just trying to picture how their offense there's that motorcycle yeah there's that those douchebags you know hey man look i got this motorcycle here uh you want to hear me rev it up again? But didn't you just do it? I know, but you want to hear it again? All right, yeah, sure. Revs it up. Next stoplight. You want to hear it again? Like, dude, we get it. All right, you got a fucking motorcycle. Fuck off. Anyways, I told myself I was gonna cuss less. <laughs> Here yeah,
1: <I> am. <laughs> just as much. But um, so here's my thoughts, right? I think that this is the year Guys finally stays healthy. I think they they know Adrian Peterson's going to be on his last leg. You got to start doing it, but don't give Geist. Full workload so you got to split it up a little bit Antonio Gibson with the 50 something carries the 40 something catches I mean you're talking him getting like five to six touches a game like that's mm-hmm. it like combined between catches and and rushes I don't think that's very many
0: so, no I'm not I'm not saying like I don't I'm not trying to come off negatively I'm just thinking like man they they really could be splitting their offense this way with Aiden Peterson and guys and still getting the rookie involved um, it's interesting. Yeah, Gibbs, it Gibbs is.
1: is not going to be just in the running back, right? He'll be playing the slot quite a bit, mm-hmm. so that's that's another reason why I think his receptions are a little bit higher, as well. So, okay, let's move on to the Eagles. Um, are you want Are
0: you want to go team by team, or do you want me to bounce around?
1: Oh yeah, we can bounce around. Let's do it. You just name some guys. Name well, some
0: guys. so because you said you you weren't done with the NFC East, uh, yes. I wanted to go NFC. to the next one, and I wanted to or the what huh
1: nfc west i'm not done
0: with oh the nfc west excuse me well son of a bitch so let's see the eagles then actually my my apologies miles sanders gets over 1000 rushing yards seven rushing touchdowns 67 receiving receptions 643 yards three touchdowns That's, so wow he's getting 1600 total yards in this offense
1: I think uh, so. This was the one that
0: surprised me the most
1: on how high I actually was on Miles Sanders. And uh, yeah, I truly believe he does. I think that this team is going to be really, really good. And I don't think that the division's very good. I don't think the defenses are very good. And I don't have him going crazy. I like a 4.5 yards per carry is not like this insane thing. So it's more just volume, 235 carries. Um, and then 643 receiving yards. He had more than that last year as a rookie.
0: Dang, I can't wait to see him become more of a focal point in that offense. Uh, let's go ahead and get over to the Cowboys. The man himself who said, "Hey, turn on the tape. Watch what I am. I deserve a higher rating in Madden." Sir, so you're absolutely right. You got Z getting 1300 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 57 receptions, and 450 yards receiving. That puts him nearly at the 2,000 total yard mark with two receiving 50. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Um You think he only has two receiving touchdowns? I do. Um, if you look at his career, he
1: that's kind of like what he's doing. Um, his rookie year, he only had one, and then his. I'm sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, he had he's had one, two, three, two in his career
0: dang just not, For some reason like, i feel like that's that's more and it's not but
1: yeah so he's just more of like when they do target him like they target him in the passing game like in the middle of the field to get first downs but like when they're in the red zone i mean they're just going to run the ball that's that's the thing with the, if it's him or dak they just run the ball so much
0: that's a good point but you have tony pollard at half a thousand yards 583 rushing yards 26 receptions 216 dang you're only giving him a thousand yard difference in total that's not bad production from tony pollard though that's not something to be upset with
1: no it's really not i think that i think that they understand that zeke can't be at that close to 400 yard or 400 touches anymore like Uh lower it lower it closer to that 330 340 range um and just let pollard take on an extra 40 to 50 touches per game uh, that's an extra like two touches a game for him
0: mm-hmm. smart game plan there from your mind uh saquon barkley splitting carries with deon lewis you have him at 1300 rushing yards eight touchdowns 84 receptions nearly 700 receiving yards you are giving him that 2000 total yards i am giving him 2000 wow total. you think he has a monster year then huh
1: uh, he, I have him as the, I believe, the league leading rusher.
0: As a league leading rusher, let me see what you did. Do you? I don't think you have that. Nope, that was fantasy points. Excuse me.
1: Um, I'll tell you right now. No, I'm sorry. I have him at second. I have him at second in rushing yards, and it's about 14 yards short of Derek Henry.
0: Ooh. You think Derrick Henry has another big year? Yeah, I do. I think that they
1: just try to run him into the ground again.
0: I don't think you're wrong. Let's bounce over to the Saints. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, excuse me, coming off a year where he was injured, but when he came back, he showed his worth again. You have him at less than 1,000 rushing yards, but nearly 700 receiving yards. Yes. With three receiving touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, so double-digit touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, and um, 1,600 yards, just over 1,600 total yards. So Alvin Kamara has never had 1,000 rushing yards in his career.
0: This is only his third year, though, isn't it? This is going to be his fourth year. Oh, my gosh, it is. Is it? Four years
1: already? Yeah, he's played three seasons. So he played in 2017 where he had 728 yards. Uh, then he had 883 and then he had 797. So he, ha- he actually hasn't even had over 900 yards yet. He was well on his way as rookie year. Like he didn't mm-hmm. play that much in the start of the year, but yeah, I just think that the way they're doing it, you brought up Emmanuel Sanders. I think they're going to get him involved. I think they're going to continue to feed Michael Thomas. I think that they like Latavius Murray. I think that they understand, Hey, Kamara was not healthy last year. And in the playoffs, if he was healthy, we probably could have made a serious run. So who cares if he gets a thousand yards? Like let's just keep it to that two hundred and fifty to three hundred total touches and yep. keep him keep him ready to roll for the playoffs. I this team knows that they're going to the playoffs. Like you yeah. just have to get there healthy.
0: Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Uh let's go over to the Falcons. And I'm surprised looking at Todd Gurley. You have him over the thousand yard rushing mark with eight touches with eight touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, forty seven receptions. 362 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns so he gets double digit touchdowns 1400 yards total you think he has that productive of a year even with his injury
1: so i think it's be strictly because two things one there's no depth behind him at all there's no one that can play um two it's a one-year deal you you literally play him all the time and You don't have to worry about next year's contract or the rest of his career. You have him on one-year deal. Like, just run him into it. And, yeah, he barely gets over 1,000 yards in my projections, 1,021. But he's only averaging 4.4 yards per carry, which is just – it's an average year. And I think Mm -hmm. that that has to do with their offensive line is getting better too. Like, if they were still at the rookies, I'd probably lower it, and he probably would have ended up just short. But I I think that both their last year's rookies, so second-year first-rounders – make a big jump and play better. So yeah. Um, kind of like Sanders. Um, this is more, a lot more volume than anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Tampa Bay, nothing really too impressive from Keyshawn Vaughn or Ronald Jones. So let's just skip over that Carolina Christian McCaffrey, 1100 rushing yards, nearly 800 receiving yards. This does put him at the 2000 total yard mark again. With four receiving touchdowns and eight rushing touchdowns with double-digit touchdowns. You don't think he does any more than this, huh?
1: Um, so it actually puts him about 60 yards short of 2,000. It puts him at 1,941. So, um, so just short of it. Um, and, yeah, I thought I might be lower on him. But also, I think that this team is going to have to pass a lot more this year. I think they're going to just be down a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I think his rushing yards go down, and then I think his receptions kind of just stay pretty similar. I know he went over 100 receptions last year, but I have him at 94, so pretty similar to last year. Um, It's just so hard to go back-to-back 2,000 yards (laughs) season, so – yeah. Coming that close is super, super impressive. I don't think that anybody would complain about uh, double-digit touchdowns and over 1,900 total yards.
0: Can't blame you there. Let's move on to the Detroit Lions with rookie running back DeAndre Swift and on Johnson. Wow, this is quite the production from these running backs. So you have DeAndre Swift, 900 rushing yards, on Johnson at 600 yards, and then Bo... Oh my gosh, Scarborough, Scarborough. Yep, Scarborough. Thank you. Yep. At 151, that's pretty good rushing, and then receiving with what? With 10 rushing touchdowns, with all of them combined, and then receiving-wise, you're giving Swift another nearly 500 receiving yards, just a little okay. over 400. Just a little
1: over 400, yeah. Um, So uh, actually, a lot of Detroit fans hit me up on this, because I posted this on Twitter about a month ago, and surprisingly i mean not surprisingly it's it's fans they always think that the teams are going to do better they all said that i was way too low on on swift um but i'm like guys this is still stafford's team uh your team has never had a thousand rusher i feel like ever um
0: not in a long freaking time i don't think Not a
1: long time 890 so 898 yards is what i had him at i mean that's not like a ridiculous game stat If you think about it. So 898 divide that by what? 16 games. I mean, you're talking like 56, 57 rushing yards a game. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that's insane to think about. So, um, yeah. So I think that he does go over 1200. I think that he becomes a vocal point later on in the year. Um, I think that he ends up being just a little bit more healthy at the end of the year than some defenses. And so a lot of his yards get put up, uh, later in the year. And then I I don't think that they go away from on Johnson. I think that they like on Johnson enough that obviously they took DeAndre Swift, so they don't love on Johnson. But I think they understand, hey, you split this in half for this year. Get Swift familiar with the NFL. on Johnson can stay healthy if he's not having to be the full workhorse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we might just keep today's episode to these NFC guys because I have several sure. questions about all of them for you. Uh, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones splitting with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones, you have him just at over 1,000 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, 54 receptions, nearly 500 receiving yards with two receiving. And then you put A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams kind of splitting it at about 300, equaling carries yardage, all that. Uh, So you're thinking as a whole, Aaron Jones is getting 1,500 total yards and nine touchdowns. Do you don't think he becomes more of a focal point in this offense, or do you think they're the Packers are kind of in the mindset of, like, let's see what these other guys still have?
1: Um, here's the deal. Um, I think that they want to make him a vocal point, but they just always find a way not to have him be the vocal point. It's been like that the last two years. Yeah. I think that he's excellent. I think that he could be – amazing. Like he, he had 19 touchdowns last year. Like he led the NFL in touchdowns. He, he is insane. He's so talented. So I actually think I may be a little low on receiving um right now because I'm starting to think over this more. And with the lack of weapons that they have, I actually could see them running a lot more Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the field at the same time. And those guys could be their wide receivers two and three with Lazard as well. I, I know they really like him, but I think these guys both could get involved in the passing game a little bit more. Um, And this is not a hot take because I think uh, there's some very, very smart people that think the same thing. Um, Mainly Warren sharp, who I'm reading his book right now. Um, He points out a lot of things about the Packers on how lucky they may have gotten last year. And really, I'm starting to think that this team does not make the playoffs next year. What? Yeah. So in 2019, they went 8 and 1 in one-score games. That's unheard of. Winning that yeah. many one-score games. The year before that, they went I think he's I think it was like 2 and 6 in those. So you split the – let's just say they split the difference, go 4-4 four and four mm-hmm. in those. You lose four more games. They they would have been a 9-7 and team last year.
0: They did. I do remember they played the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. They and did. And that was a close game.
1: They also played the Lions twice without Stafford. And <laughs> they those played,
0: were still close.
1: They played Trubisky twice. They played uh, Joe Flacco. Like they – they got, they got a little
0: lucky last year, I'm starting to realize. Man, that's a good point. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So. Yikes. All right, let's go ahead and go to the Vikings. Uh, Davin Cook, 1,100 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, 533 receiving yards, and 62 receptions. Uh, once again, in case you just kind of dozed off during the episode, this is predictions for what Treece has for next year. It's a pretty impressive year from Dalvin Cook if he can stay healthy.
1: Yeah, and if he shows up to camp, right? So I actually got done doing this one like three days before he announced that he wasn't coming to camp unless he got a new deal.
0: Oh, so, that you have to love.
1: Yeah, had loved it very much. So, <laughs> And, I mean, Dalvin Cook was fantastic last year, missed a game, and um, I think that he would have played those games if they absolutely needed it, but they just didn't need him to play in those games, so – um, I think that that's just what he's going to be. And honestly, the touchdowns might be short. Uh, Russian touchdowns, they only have eight. It's hard to predict touchdowns, but um, I'm just starting to think it through. Without digs and stuff, they may just say when they're in the red zone, we're running it. And we're just going to try to run it down
0: everybody's throat. Mm-hmm. So he, he I might be low on touchdowns here. Dang, well, that's a good way of looking at that. Uh, let's go to the Chicago Bears. David Montgomery. You have him breaking the 1,000-yard barrier mark, seven touchdowns, 28 receptions, nearly 200 receiving yards with with one receiving touchdown. Not a super impressive year, something to be excited about, but there's some production there. If they figured out a quarterback, I mean, you have to be okay with that from a second-year running back, right?
1: For sure, and only averaging four yards per carry. So really, like you said, not that impressive, and it's more volume than anything, but 1,200 total yards— you get, you know, seven, eight touchdowns out of him. I think that they're going to just figure it out. And I think that Nagy probably is like, hey, we just need to run the ball more. Like, we just need to run it more. And we just yep. didn't give Montgomery that chance last year. Um, I think that he just turns into that guy. I think he just becomes the workhorse there. Uh, Cohen's still going to be involved. I mean, he has, I have him at 150 total touches. Um, A lot of those are reception, actually half of them are receptions, but um. Yeah, so I think that I just think that Montgomery has a chance of just being more of a workhorse than anything, just a pure volume type player.
0: Yep, just get the ball, going to make it happen. Um, that would be great uh, for the Bears if they can get that out of Montgomery in a second year, if they can figure out whatever they have going on in Chicago. Uh, Trubisky can be the quarterback if it's going to end up being Foles. Is your offensive line going to be any good? I mean, there's just a lot of question marks on that offense for the Bears, and Nagy C's got to be getting red hot. Uh, Teresa, is there anything else that you want to mention or anything that you were surprised with within these predictions?
1: Um, no, actually the ones that I like want to change the most are actually in the AFC. So we'll get to it next episode. Uh, there's a few, and honestly, I might even change them before I might even spend some time this weekend updating it a little bit. So, um, yeah, so nothing else. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, another longer episode for us. We like seeing that start. That means football is coming around is what that means.
0: That's exactly Um, what it means.
1: So, super excited and can't wait to just get things rolling. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you guys, be sure to hit us up on social media. Interact with us. We appreciate it. We like it. Uh, be sure to rate and subscribe us. That, that helps us out tremendously. You can find us at our normal spots at Talking Underscore Football, me at Justin Trees, Austin, obviously, at Austin AustinCHAM33 still working on the new name Uh, and that does it for us. So everybody, we appreciate it today. We've been talking football.